Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock. Look at the view from the top. Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods. Yeah, one in particular. I'm just a messenger. Let me just pass on the rock. Uh, browning, brunning, bruning. Pronouncing ain't what he's doing. What he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things. And there's Dennis the Bennett. Yeah, the man is a menace. Yeah, building a dynasty. Some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Sly as a fox, cultured in pop, give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box, and you cannot compare him at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire, I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, yeah, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, whoa, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby, go. What is going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. It is Wednesday, November 10th, and as always, we are proud to be a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. You can find them at PigskinPodNet on Twitter, or you can search the hashtag TPPN. Uh, we hashtag that as we go live, as do all the other great podcasts that are a part of this network for today's show. Since we were here yesterday, we already recapped the Monday Night Football game. So all we've got today is a little bit of news, some rankings, and then to discuss the Thursday Night Football game between the Baltimore Ravens and the Miami Dolphins. Matt, how are you doing on this beautiful Wednesday? I'm doing pretty good. You uh, you psyched me out there with the false start. I thought we were a member of the Chicago Bears from Monday night. I'm sorry? What, the, what do you mean? With the false start. Oh, <laughs> Did the countdown, okay. I was like... Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I it kept saying it wasn't working. So it's like, uh, let me, we're, we're going to try this again and see if that's working. So, yeah, I apologize about that. That was a little behind yeah, the scenes thing there. We were uh, ran through our ran through our intro there twice. So, um, yeah, how uh, how you doing? Everything everything good? Excited for excited for the Thursday night game, I guess. You know, there are some fantastic matchups in week 10, which you and I will get to cover on Friday. Tomorrow night's game is not one of them. Yeah, I'll be honest. I think I may spend more time watching the uh, the Pittsburgh the Pittsburgh North Carolina game. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell, two quarterbacks that um, I know. Mel Kiper, I think, changed his rankings, or he has only two quarterbacks in his top twenty five now. I heard. Uh, I have not looked at his new mock draft or whatever that he released earlier today, but uh, both those guys getting a lot of hype uh, from I know Denver draft funded so. They made a big deal here. Denver's GM is going to that game. I guess he was at a game last week, too, where um, Matt Corral was playing. Matt Corral versus Malik Willis? Yeah, yeah, everybody, yeah everybody was at that game. Uh, that one didn't quite live up to the hype. I think this one has a chance to. So let's talk a little bit about the news and notes. We mentioned yesterday, obviously, that Odell uh, had been placed on waivers. Uh, he went unclaimed while we were recording yesterday. Looks like he has narrowed his list down to the Saints, the Chiefs, and the Packers. What is the best fit for him? Um, let's go NFL and fantasy if that's different for you. Yeah, it's interesting to me too. Uh, the two teams that 
talked about making a hard run at him, the Seahawks and the Patriots apparently tried to reach out to his team and were rebuffed. Um, kind of an interesting, I know they had said Russell Wilson was pressing hard to get him to the Seahawks. That didn't really make a ton of sense to me with two receivers they already have, not being a high-volume passing offense. Chiefs are one of the places everyone's going to fall in love with because everyone always falls in love with anyone that goes there. But we've seen that doesn't always pan out. You know, we had Jeff Gordon or Josh Gordon, excuse me, no NASCAR here. Josh Gordon laying there. You know, we we saw him catch one pass and really haven't heard from him since. Michael Hardman's on year three or four of a potential breakout. Sammy Watkins went there and we didn't see anything close to what, you know, we saw one good game a year. I don't know. You know, the Chiefs have their own set of problems right now. I don't know if he solves them, makes it better, or fails to move the needle. Um, It's hard to know how that would integrate in. Packers is another one that's always a a desirable option just because of Aaron Rodgers and everything. He has said he wanted to go there. I I wonder how that plays out long term because we have big questions about if Aaron Rodgers is really there past this season. And I have some questions about what it's going to be like when Rodgers comes back. He has not had a great couple of weeks. Um, But, you know, the idea of having a playmaker opposite Devontae Adams makes a little bit of sense for a team that's trying to make a run, you know, trying to challenge the Rams, the Cowboys, some of these other big offenses. So either of those you could see, but the one I probably like the best is the Saints because they have nothing really going on at wide receiver. Michael Thomas isn't coming back this year. We don't think he may ever come back. The Saints have some other questions, but they are actually in the thick of a race relying on Traquan Smith, a Marquez Callaway. They never really got the tight ends to develop. I think an Odell Beckham Jr. could help either Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill maybe get them to the playoffs. Yeah, the Chiefs is the one that really doesn't do much for me. In all honesty, in either one, I, I just don't know that he fits well into that offense. I feel like he does exactly what Tyreek Hill does. And so maybe... Maybe they do want that. Maybe he's, I guess, maybe more reliable than what Michael Hardman has given them or Demarcus Robinson. So I guess I can see it. I don't know that it works out that well. Packers, I think, would be a great landing spot. The one thing with the Packers, and I, I agree with you because, you know, we've talked about that a lot here. What what happens with Aaron Rodgers? And if Aaron Rodgers leaves, does Devontae Adams want to stay? And if he doesn't want to stay, you know, will they franchise tag him? Will they let him go? I mean, we could be looking at a completely different offense at this point in time next year for the Packers. But I also could see him going there and just trying to go like one one last run here. Like, I think he already said he wants to go to a competitor. And I think he wants to try and get to a Super Bowl. That'd be a great place to go just because of how good Aaron Rodgers is. Give, give Devontae Adams someone else opposite of him. And I think that that would be good for him. And the fact that he wouldn't have to be the wide receiver one anymore either. He goes into that offense. There's no doubt about that. Devontae Adams is the top target in that offense. Allows him to kind of be the two. Might help him out a little bit. And then I'm with you on the Saints side of things as well. It makes a lot of sense. You know, I think you do a little bit have, from his side of things, have to worry about it a little bit because, I mean, say what you want about Baker. I think it's fair to say he's a better quarterback than Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill. But I do think Sean Payton would scheme things for him and find ways to get him the ball, a la the way they always did with Michael Thomas. 
So I do think it'd be a very good spot for him to land to. The Chiefs is is, is third for me in a major way. I'd love to see him go to Green Bay. Uh, they were my Super Bowl pick this year. I think it would be a good spot for him to slide into, and I think it would help all of them. I really do. I think it would help him, Aaron Rodgers, and Devontae Adams. And from an NFL standpoint, that may make sense. But I think the biggest thing, too, if you're looking at a fantasy value, is we know it takes a long time to build that rapport with Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be real hit or miss, I would think. We're already on week 10. You know, Even if he signs this week, he's probably not playing. Maybe he gets yeah. out there for week 11. Uh, I don't believe the Packers have not had their bye yet. So one week of those weeks. Yeah, bye. so they're, yeah. you know, so realistically, you know, he kind of gets in there. Maybe in time for the fantasy playoffs he does something, but that's a pretty big gamble. You know, if you have a guy that you haven't seen really do anything for you all year, are you throwing him in there in a week 14, 15 when you're either trying to make the playoffs or in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, you do have to worry about that part of it, especially, again, not having him week 13 and he's not going to play this week. I don't know that I worry about it as much with the Rodgers side of things because I feel like that's always been on the rookies, and we we I think we know what Odell is. And, and I'll also say, like, kind of what I said about Jordan Love last week, I think Matt LaFleur is a good head coach and a smart enough head coach that he'll find ways to do the same things I just said about Sean Payton, scheme Odell the ball, and I think – Rodgers won't have an issue going there because I think about, okay, well, this guy's a pro and I think I can get it to him. I really think it, it takes more time for the rookies to kind of develop with Rodgers because a lot of times they run the wrong routes or they drop the ball, which in, in fairness to uh, fairness to that, Odell has dropped the ball quite a bit this year and even last year before he got hurt. So I agree with you. There could be some chemistry stuff, but I, I do think at least for, for Rodgers, Green Bay, and for Odell, it would be a good spot. We'll see what happens. I, I honestly thought New England would have been a good spot as well, so I was kind of surprised that uh, he didn't even give them a chance. I really think he could have gone there and been like the main guy in that offense. And Mac Jones, I think, is proven that he's not afraid to sling the ball around a little bit and, and even throw it deep where maybe Brady wasn't. I mean, we saw the season Brady had with Randy Moss, not try to compare Obviously, the two in Mac Jones and Odell, but I do think that had been a good landing spot. It's kind of Seattle never really made sense to me, uh, as you mentioned earlier, with uh, with with DK and, and then Lockett. Sticking with the Browns here, Browns running backs are out with COVID. What is the impact for the Browns offense and for fantasy here? Yeah, so luckily, Dearness Johnson has managed to stay healthy, and um, I don't know about you, but. I was super impressed by what he did a couple of weeks ago against Denver in a similar situation where they were eradicated by injuries and he had to step up and he has, he's done it in spots, even with Chubb being there. I think he is a great play this week. Oh yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, we still, I don't, Chubb hasn't been ruled out, ruled out, right? Like he has a so chance. yeah, he he's vaccinated. So is yeah. Felton. They said that they would have to have those what two negative tests within uh, twenty four hours. hours apart. Yeah. Um, so we'll probably, I would say it's what Friday, if yeah. if they haven't gotten one, is usually when they rule those guys out. So it's possible he comes back. But honestly, I I'd be just as happy with Dearness Johnson. I will get to our rankings in a minute, but I have him fairly high up there. I didn't think there was anything he couldn't do when he came out against Denver on that Thursday night and had to carry the load. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I mean, you're losing when I say you're not losing much and going to Dearness. I, I mean, Nick Chubb is a much better talent, but I think with the way that offense and that scheme works, and with the way like you mentioned, Dearness played in that Thursday night game. I mean, the the big thing that worries me is it, it's just it's the Patriots. They're they're a good team, good defense, and and I, I you'd want your guy like Nick Chubb out there, but I am with you. Like, it's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be a huge thing for this offense. I think Stefanski does such a good job of designing run plays and, and getting the offense working that Dearness will have a, a good game, whether Chubb plays or not. But yeah, you got to watch for that because I, I, I'm with you. I think it's they will have ruled him out by Friday or Saturday at the latest. So you'll know well ahead of time going into Sunday if Chubb's going to end up playing or not. Yeah, and they're on the road, so I'd imagine they'll make a decision before they travel, You know, which could be even – more certain that they do it Friday. Well, we're about to talk about our rankings for the week, but if you want to get the tools that help Bob Harris reach the Fantasy Football Hall of Fame, head to footballdiehards.com for the Flash Update Pro. It's a full suite of tools to make you a better fantasy manager. Rankings, configurable cheat sheets, mock drafts, consistency tools, target distribution, snap counts, and more. Use code ROUNDTABLE for an additional 15% off the already low price of $24. All right, let's talk about our rankings. And I'm, I apologize. I feel like I'm talking weird. I like bit the hell out of my tongue like 30 minutes ago, and it hurts still. I feel like I'm talking weird because it hurts like when my tongue is moving around. So I apologize if I sound all weird, if I'm slurring words or anything. I promise I'm not drunk or anything. I'm just, my tongue hurts. So why don't you no, give us five o'clock your... somewhere? It's five o'clock there. So. I mean, that is very true. It is five o'clock here. And Howard Cosell point... made a hall of fame career out of being crocked on the air. So, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe that's what we're missing. Maybe that's the element. Maybe that is what we're missing. You know, it, it's been one of those days that I would like a, a stiff drink. And I don't really even drink that much, but, uh, Let's let's uh let's talk about our rankings here. Who who are your top twelve quarterbacks? Yeah, so twelve going Matt Ryan, Falcons. They are playing the Cowboys, but you know I saw what Teddy Bridgewater did last week, and Matt Ryan's been kind of in his zone. Uh, I think he can get there, and you know just looking at the slate, it made sense. Uh, number eleven going Russell Wilson for the Seahawks. He hasn't officially been cleared, but I mean we all know he's playing. I mean he got the. He's, he's playing. Uh, 10 for me, Aaron Rodgers, another guy not officially cleared. He's playing. We've not heard any reports of a setback or him still struggling with COVID. I imagine he peels off on Saturday night, rolls onto the field. And that's a big matchup for both those teams. Number nine, Kyler Murray. I'm a little less confident, but I think they held him out last week. I think it's a little bit of an easier game uh, this week, and I think he'll be back. Number eight, Jalen Hurts for the Eagles. He's going against Denver. Denver did a pretty good job of shutting down uh, the Cowboys, but Jalen Hurts runs. I think that's enough to to keep him in there. Number seven, I knocked him down a peg this week. If we see this trend continue, he may go further for me. It's Patrick Mahomes. He has not looked like the QB one that we've seen in years past, and I'm they have struggled with the Raiders the last couple of years. I'm not – sold that that's some easy win the way this team is playing number six for me matthew stafford for the rams i know his ankles banged up but doesn't seem like there's any danger of him missing and i think the rams are going to want to get right in san francisco could be the end of the 49ers playoff run there number five for me justin herbert bounce back looking good vikings do not scare me Number four, Dak Prescott, Cowboys. He gets the Falcons. I think they are another team that's going to want to come out hard, make up for last week. Number three, Tom Brady for the Buccaneers. Uh, upset about him. 
Number two, another scare for me, but Josh Allen for the Bills. I think they're going to want to rebound. They are playing the Jets. And number one, Lamar Jackson for the Ravens. He's been on a, on a heater. Miami's Dolphin uh, defense has not looked what you might call serviceable. Yeah, so we actually have the same top four. Um, yeah, the last time Miami and, and uh, Baltimore played, uh, that was the game that Baltimore absolutely shredded them. I think it was like week one a couple of years ago. Uh, right. Lamar's Heisman, not Heisman. This is coming sorry. out. Party. Yeah, his MVP year. So, yeah, he, he was really, really good against them. Uh, so mine are all, I'm fairly similar to yours. At 12, I have Matt Ryan going up against Dallas. I'm with you. Um, and, and I mentioned it on, on yesterday's podcast. If you, if you remove week one, he's been a QB one this entire season. Like Matt Ryan's actually played pretty good so far this year at QB 11. I have Carson Wentz going up against Jacksonville. He's actually been pretty good as well. I expect him to continue doing that moving forward at QB nine. I have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and I'm with you. I ranked him and Russell Wilson almost back-to-back here at 9. I have Aaron Rodgers at 8. I have Russell Wilson. I expect both of them to play in the same game here, obviously, against each other. Rodgers um, probably could end up being better. Seattle's defense hasn't been great. Russell, I still worry a little bit. I know that he's healthy, but I, I wonder if he's really 100%. I wonder if he's coming back because they need to make the playoffs here. And so that's kind of why... He's doing that. Wait a minute. What did I do here? Uh, I think Rodgers was 10 for you and 9 was yes. Russell Wilson. So yeah, eight yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I am. Okay, so on 8 is Jalen Hurts for me. I don't know why. I'm, I'm telling you. this. I feel like I you just broke what? my tongue off, and I'm just in all kinds of agony right now. <laughs> this is not, it's not making me happy right now. Um, never, you know what the worst part about it is? We're just going to break off because this, this podcast has already been wonderful. It's because I stubbed my toe in the corner of the wall and I was like cursing. And as I did it, I was cursing and yelling. And I like, like, I don't know why, but I just had to like slam my mouth down and I bit my tongue as well. It's just been like, I'm, I'm just beat up. I need to go on IR. Can I take a couple days off? You, you, and Dennis you, out the you week. go ahead and take Thursday off. I appreciate it. You know what? Thank you. I am. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to put in for it today. We'll see. We'll see if you guys, if you guys will let me take it. I really appreciate it. All right. So anyways, uh, Jalen hurts at Denver. I think he can have a, a good game here at my goodness. I just Seven. closed my rankings. I know I'm pulling my rankings back up because I closed down. I'm just going to make him up at seven. Jimmy G you're the last. True no, believer. I know I'm almost positive. Seven was Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Cause I'm with you. I had him pretty low. There we go. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so seven's Patrick Mahomes. Um, again, you just mentioned it too. Ra- the Raiders they've struggled against. I actually think the Raiders might win Sunday night. Oh, I'm picking the Raiders spoiler alert oh. for Friday. All right. Uh, six, Matt Stafford going up against San Francisco. And then five for me, Justin Herbert. Because as I mentioned, my top four the same as yours, Dak, Brady, Allen, and Lamar. Actually, our top eight are the same. Oh, okay. We yeah. only had one difference. I, you obviously don't have Kyler Murray up in your top 12. Yeah, I'm, I just don't know if he's going to play. So I was, I was hesitant to rank him. I still have Colt McCoy in mine right now. God, I hope it's not Colt McCoy. But I can't remember. Oh, man, they didn't look bad last week with him. Well, thanks to a man that's about to be mentioned as I hit my top 12 running backs. I'm just going to lay it out. I am not expecting Chubb to play. Um, so I have Dearness Johnson at 12. 
Browns want to run. Baker has looked better. Um, that passing game looked a little better. I still think they're going to want to run. And he is a part of the passing game, too. You know, he did fairly well there. Number 11 for me, Leonard Fournette. Antonio Brown still in a walking boot. Rob Gronkowski not practicing. I think that means it's Fournette, Godwin, and Evans this week. Number 10, Aaron Jones hoping for a little bit of a bounce back game. Number 9, Ezekiel Elliott. Number 8 for me, James Conner. Duke looked like vintage James Conner last week. I think they're leaning on him. Chase Edmonds is out. D-Hop and Murray still banged up. He showed he can still do it on the ground in the air. Number seven, DeAndre Swift. Number six, I have Austin Eckler hoping for a little bit of a bounce back game. Number five, Dalvin Cook for the Vikings. Four, Alvin Kamara. Two, Najee Harris. Or three, Najee Harris, two, Jonathan Taylor, and one because he's back and because he scored almost 15 points despite having essentially no quarterback and playing 40% of the snaps is our boy, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, it is It is definitely good to see him back. Um, so I have Dearness at 13. Um, because I just, I, I, I don't know. I think not a huge difference is... between 12, 13. No, so we're yeah, probably just... on the same page. I'm I'm curious to see if Chubb does get ruled out. And even if he doesn't, the big thing that worries me is we know Bill Belichick always takes away the one thing you want to do. And I think he knows the Browns want to run the ball. So I don't know that he has a game like he did against Denver, but I still no, think sir. he's going to have a good the game. One thing the Browns want to do, and I hope Bill is listening, is have Baker throw deep to Austin Hooper. If you, Bill Belichick, don't take Austin Hooper out of the game, well, I mean, you're making I'll, a mistake. Forget Dearness Johnson. I will say, I think, I think if if Bill's watching tape, he's probably hoping. God, I hope Baker does have to throw across the middle. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. That may be exactly what they're going for. So, but yeah, I've got him at thirteen. Uh, and again, I still think that's pretty good, especially because I think that's who the the Patriots are going to try and target. So at twelve, I have Darrell Henderson going up against San Francisco. At eleven, Alvin Kamara against Tennessee. I feel like that's low for him, but I just I don't know what to think about this offense, and I think he's affected by it. Uh, 10, Cordero Patterson, and I, I've been debating on moving him up because I don't know that the Cowboys have anybody that can cover him. Like, Micah Parsons is a beast, but he's not very good in pass coverage, so I, I don't know who's going to line up against Cordero Patterson. I feel like the, be a the safety. Yeah, and I, I mean, I feel like the Falcons so they have a good a- job, too. Well, and they have the ex-Falcon safeties, actually, both of them, that they converted to oh, linebacker. Yeah. Those are the guys that typically cover backs and tight ends. And it is the Dan Quinn revenge game, so maybe he schemes up enough to kind of slow them down. But, yeah, he, he was an interesting one for me. making me want to pick the Falcons. Oh, I know. Uh, I, I thought about moving him up, but I, I currently have him at 10. At 9, I have DeAndre Swift against Pittsburgh. You know, uh, Pittsburgh's defense is – is good. And and I like Swift. I think he's going to get a lot of receiving work, but I don't know that he does much on on the ground in this one. I have James Conner at eight as well. Again, I'm with you. And, and with uh, Chase Edmonds likely being out for a couple weeks, I know they're probably going to get, Eno Benjamin involved some, but I don't know. He gets involved in the, in near the, uh, the red zone. That's going to be all James Conner seven for me is Zeke. Uh, I am worried obviously about the knee injury. That's what we're going to have to watch. We'll probably talk about that on Friday. Cause he has not practiced at all this week. If he doesn't go Friday, I think we're in for a major concern. Right now, I think it's just because they're resting him because they know that that you know he, he's a veteran. He'll be fine. Six, I have Aaron Jones going up against Seattle. At five, I have Dalvin Cook. I'll also say maybe not this week, but something we might have to watch. You know, I mentioned this yesterday when the news broke that the reports that I saw on Twitter said that he was the victim. We've got conflicting reports from that after we went off air yesterday. 
you know, I don't want to dive into that because right now it's a lot of he said, she said, and I don't know which one's right. I think you've seen a lot of damning evidence on both sides. Uh, so it's I, it could be something bad for Dalvin Cook down the road, but I don't think it's at a, a, a point where he's not going to play this week at least. At four, I have Austin Eckler going up against Minnesota. At three, I have Najee Harris going up against Detroit. At two, Jonathan Taylor. And at one, I am with you back to putting Christian McCaffrey at the top spot. Yeah, I think the other thing that concerns me about Cook that we'll have to watch is, does this take any kind of toll mentally? Yeah. You know, even if he's on there. At uh, wide receiver number 12 for me, Terry McLaurin. Um, Washington's offense may not be great, but Tampa Bay's secondary, also not great. Uh, number 11 for me, Tyreek Hill. I, I dropped him down. He He's still got talent, but their pass offense is a work in progress. Number 10, Justin Jefferson. Nine, I have Chris Godwin. Um, you know, I have Mike Evans at 13. I think both those guys eat with, with the other guys likely missing. Uh, number eight, Deontay Johnson for the Steelers. Seven, DK Metcalf coming back in for the Seahawks. I, I think they're going to need to make some plays, staying with Green Bay. Russell's back. Number six, Debo Samuel for the 49ers. Uh, number five, Stephon Diggs. Number four, Keenan Allen. He got 14 targets last week. I mean, he's he's become a target machine again. Nothing but good things. Number three, A.J. Brown for me, Titans. I still think passing is what they're going to be leaning on more so than rushing. We saw that last week. AP wasn't bad, but 21 yards on 10 carries. If he doesn't get a touchdown, we're not even talking about him. Number two, Cooper Cup. And number one, back in the prime spot, Devontae Adams. All right, so for me at 12, I have DK Metcalf as well. Expect him to have a good day, especially with Jair Alexander out. At 11, I have Deontay Johnson. I had him up fairly high last week. I think I had him at three or four. A little bit disappointing, but I think he bounces back. He's the focal point of that Steelers offense, so I think he continues uh, to be good here. They don't have a, a really tough matchup either in Detroit. At 10, I have Keenan Allen going up against Minnesota. Mentioned he has been good. Uh, I think he's going to continue to be up, especially with uh, Minnesota. They've had a lot of uh, more. Even though that defense has been kind of good, they've had a lot of high-scoring games here of late. At 9, I have Tyree Kill going up against the Raiders. At 8, I have Marquise Hollywood Brown. I mean, he torched Miami. I mentioned in that game that Lamar had a really good game two years ago in his uh, MVP year. I think Brown is in for another big game here. At seven, I have Stefan Diggs going up against the Jets. At six, I have Debo Samuel going up against the Rams. At five, I have Mike Evans going up against Washington. At four, I have Chris Godwin going up against Washington. I think Tampa is going to really put it up here on Washington. I am a little worried about Godwin, though. They, they, he's, they said something about him dealing with an injury today. I'm almost positive it was him. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong oh, player. Look, they're coming off a bye, so it seemed like – I was surprised Brown, that uh, Brown and – it seemed like Gronkowski uh, each week they've said, oh, he's really close, but he's still yeah. not practicing. Uh, so maybe a little more injured than we realize. I'll look up Godwin right Yeah, now. maybe it was maybe it was AB then that they talked about. I could have swore it was Godwin, but I, AB I could be wrong. AB is in a walking boot. Um, yeah, I saw that. I did not realize uh, it was quite so – Godwin was held out of Wednesday's practice with a foot injury. Okay, yeah. Gronkowski did not practice. Antonio Brown did not practice. Um, Scotty Miller is on IR, so I would say Tyler Johnson. If Godwin season. doesn't go, it's yeah. 
all the Evans you can handle plus a healthy dose of Tyler Johnson. Yeah, which and obviously who was that, well, that guy well, I'd never heard of that caught a fifty yard touchdown last time they played. Um was it uh, the kid out of North Texas? It could be. Uh it wasn't the Jalen guy that they drafted, I don't think. Oh, okay, Jaylen yeah, that's what I thought it was. It yeah, was Dar- it was a name or I Darden. thought I'm I'm gonna look it up. I if you can go back to your thing, I'll look it up. Okay, yeah, I was about to look it up too. Um uh, so that was four for me. Three, A.J. Yep. Brown going up against New Orleans. At two, I have Devontae Adams because I think Cooper Cup deserves to be the wide receiver one with how well he's been playing. I know we had a little bit of a down week last week. Dude's been phenomenal. Um, I actually like his matchup a little bit better going up against San Francisco. I think the, uh, the Rams need a bounce back in a major way. Uh, so I have him slightly ahead of Devontae Adams this week. So Adams at two, Cooper Cup at one. Okay, Cyril Grayson is the guy that caught the 50-yard touchdown yeah, I have no idea the last time. That I legit thought ESPN's app was broken. I had to go look for some like third-party verification because I'm looking at fantasy like 50-yard touchdowns. Got to be Godwin, Evans, maybe a Tyler Johnson. Could have been Fournette, Cyril Grayson. And I'm like, did you get confused about a Batman serial from the 20s? I don't Good yeah. one. All right, tight end. Everybody's most bankable position. Uh, number twelve. You know, for me. it's deeper than I thought. Like when I was looking at my it, rank, is like I really don't hate like ten of these guys. No, actually, there's some guys in the twenties that you know you could see uh, could see going. I think what we've seen with tight end that is ironic this year is we've seen fewer like really separating themselves at the top, and we've seen more just a uh, it's still a clump of guys, like 20 guys, but they're all just, uh, you know, could get 15 points, could get 10 points, could get eight points. But we haven't seen as many bomb games. 12 for me, Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys. Um, number 11, he's on a heater. Pat Fryermuth, Steelers. Seems to be a guy that Ben is looking for at the goal line. Number 10, I can't quit you, Dan Arnold for the Jaguars. The Jaguars offense may not be good. Dan Arnold getting tons of volume. Supposed to be back this week. Number nine, Dawson Knox. I believe in you. You were the tonic the Bills needed to be able to overcome the Jaguars last week, and you just weren't there. Number eight, Dallas Goddard for the Eagles. You know who doesn't have a good set of linebackers? That would be the Broncos. Uh, Number seven for me, Kyle Pitts for the Falcons. Love the talent. Hope uh, he does not get the Trayvon Diggs treatment. Uh, Number six, Mike Gusecki for the Dolphins. I believe the Dolphins will have to be passing, and I believe Gusecki is the passer catcher that you want. Number five, George Kittle for the 49ers. He looked good in his return. Uh, Number four, TJ Hawkinson, the uh, receiver team picture for the Lions. Number three, Mark Andrews for the Ravens. I think it's going to be a big Lamar game. I think Andrews gets a couple touchdowns, definitely a possibility. Number two, Darren Waller for the Raiders. And number one, Travis Kelsey for the Chiefs. I think both those guys are going to be a huge factor in what could be an entertaining Sunday night game. Yep, yeah, my top two are the same as well. So at 12, I have Hunter Henry going up against Cleveland. Uh, you mentioned the Denver Broncos don't have very good linebackers. Neither do the Browns. Uh, and I expect uh, Mac Jones uh, to be able to, you know, he's done a very good job of diagnose, diagnosing defenses and, and distributing the ball. So I think Hunter Henry can get to the to the end zone here, get him into the top 12. At 11, I have Dallas Goddard. Uh, while I agree with you that Denver may not have very good linebackers, I think their defense is pretty good. I don't know that Jalen Hurts has a big game here. I actually think he could struggle a little bit in, in return, I think, 
drops Dallas Goddard down at least for me a little bit down here to 11 at 10. I have Pat Fryermuth. I, I, I honestly think he's likely going to be in my top 10 the rest of the season. He's been really good the past couple of weeks. At nine, I have Dalton Schultz going up against Atlanta. At eight, I have Dawson Knox. You just mentioned the return of Fort Knox. They also are going up against the Jets. Um, you know, and I agree with you. I think, honestly, the the reason why Josh Allen may have looked off the past couple weeks is because they haven't had Dawson Knox. He's kind of been his outlet guy, and he's been doing a lot once he's gotten the ball. So I think he could be in for a pretty good game here. At seven, I have Kyle Pitts as well going up against Dallas. Um, even if he does get the Diggs treatment, the one thing I'll say with Diggs is – while he's been really good and was making all those interceptions, he also gives up a lot of big plays. So I could see Pitts, if he gets one or two big catches on him and a touchdown, it'll make Pitts day here. <coughs> Excuse me. At six, I have Mike Gesicki going up against Baltimore. At five, I have Mr. Georgie Kittle. Like uh, over 100 yards and a touchdown in his first week back. Uh, let's hope that that continues. Brandon Ayuk also had a really good game. Let's hope those guys continue to keep it rolling. At four, Mark Andrews going up against Miami. Three, TJ Hawkinson against Pittsburgh. And then, as I mentioned, I have the same top two as you and Travis Kelsey at one and Darren Waller at two. All right, football fans, you ready for some free bets? Now you can get free bets when you bet on any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest, and DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER all right the thursday night football game between the baltimore ravens and the miami dolphins the ravens injury is here latavius murray sammy Watkins, nick boyle are all questionable what are we doing with the ravens backfield though whether well i guess let's attack it from both sides if murray does play and if murray doesn't play yeah and they just updated murray now doubtful uh, for tomorrow night. So I'm, I'm leaning toward he's not going to play. Um, if he does play, it probably muddles everything, but I think he's not going to play. I thought Devontae Freeman looked serviceable. Le'Veon Bell looked serviceable. They actually seem to be a decent combo. Both of them have deeply flex appeal. I'm not sure I trust either of them at an RB2 level, but if I had to lean one, I'm probably leaning more toward Freeman, as surprising as it sounds. Yeah, I mean, he looks good. I, I still think Bell looked really good catching the ball in that game a little bit. Um, but I probably would lean with you. If I have to start one of them, it's going to be Freeman. Um, not that I'd love to start either one of them. Where did you have them in your rankings? Oh, let me pull that back up real quick. I don't think I had anyone higher than the 30s, to be honest. That's right. To yeah. me, they're, they're real deep league uh, flex appeal. 
Let me I like how I ask you that now. Like I completely avoid looking at my own rankings. Let me pull up my RB. Uh, well yeah, so I have Freeman the highest. I did not rank Murray. I had Freeman the highest at twenty eight because um, he seemed I'm, like he was. Do you have him? I'm spot? at 20, 26, two spots higher. So why well, you love to find Freeman? Uh, and you know, I had uh, I Bell at, I had Bell at forty four. If Bell got that touchdown, he was like a five point. Yeah. Uh, producers, I think he had 44 yards and then he got that touchdown, so he ends up being in the tent. And that's kind of what you got. That's what scares me about Freeman is it seemed like Bell got the goal line carries. And yeah. what you have to bank on if you play Bell is that he gets a goal line carry, which you know, there's Mark Andrews, there's Lamar Jackson, there's a rumor of pass defense for the, for the Dolphins. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing when you're right, if he plays like he played a couple of years ago, it was all long bombs, yeah. Yeah, I think he caught two like seventy plus yard pass touchdowns. I went. Yeah, I have I have Bell at fifty, so he he's literally the last RB that we, at least we have ranked um, for our stuff here. So I, yeah, I'm with you on a on Freeman um, with the Dolphins side here. Tua is questionable. Uh, he is tracking to return. If he plays, what does that do for the Dolphins? Yeah, and you know he was decently hot uh, before he missed last week's game. Um, I think it's definitely an upgrade on Brissett. He is officially listed as questionable, but I, I have a I have a gut feeling that he's going to play. You know, he's had chemistry with Waddle and Gasecki, but those guys were getting fed either way. Um, you know, I don't know what it does for Gaskin. I I don't think it's enough for me to think that Miami wins this game. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I think regardless of who plays, whether it's Tua or Jacoby, I don't really want anybody. I mean, I guess Tua gives it a little bit more upside. Than He's Brissette a super does, flex but, consideration for me anyway. If it's Jacoby yeah. Brissett, I'm not playing the Dolphins quarterback. Yeah, um, I just I don't I don't think it changes much. Baltimore's de- Baltimore's defense has been a little bit hit and miss, but. I don't think Miami really has the explosive playmakers to make the Baltimore Ravens pay like some of the other teams do. Their one would be Waddle, but it seems like they refuse to let him run any kind of routes more than five yards down the field. So he's going to do a lot of work to get into the end zone. I don't really like any of the Dolphins players regardless in this one. I mean, Gaskin, I mean, this is probably after getting 20 carries last week, he's probably going to get five this week. Uh, and and I don't know. Well, I like Gasecki. I think Gasecki could have a big game, but that's about the, it. Really. The problem with Gaskin, you know, he got the 20 carries last week and he didn't do anything with it. If yeah. he hadn't gotten a touchdown, he's the most unfortunately volatile player in fantasy. So somebody put a tweet earlier today. It's hard to say somebody who's a starting running back in the NFL has no fantasy value, but it's hard also to feel any kind of confidence when you put Miles Gaskin in a lineup. Yeah, I think for at least at this point with the way they've they've handled him, you're just hoping for a touchdown and then be like, okay, great, as long as he gets 30 yards, at least, you know, maybe I get close to 10 points. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not really starting anybody except for Gasecki, who's been amazing. And, it's, and that's actually good to see because typically he falls off and he has not done that. He, he's been actually one of the better tight ends all season long. Very curious to see what they do with him. So I thought they drafted Hunter Long to possibly let him go, but I feel like he's been the best part of this uh, Dolphins offense. I am taking the Baltimore Ravens. What about you guys? Yep, Dennis took the Ravens, and I am as well. Again, a lot of good games in Week 10. This is probably yeah. not one of them. 
yeah, like I said, if you want to you look at two quarterbacks who possibly have a chance to be a future in the NFL, Kenny Pickett, Sam Howe for Pittsburgh, North Carolina, our good friend Austin will be at that game in Pittsburgh. So uh, that should be a very good game. It's also on Thursday college. I don't know what exactly what channel that maybe on ESPN. It should be ESPN, right? Doesn't ESPN do so, the Thursday, yeah. like the big Thursday or something. But uh, that, that actually should be a very good game. You know, if you want to switch over and watch some other good footballs, I mean, Lamar Jackson is definitely worth watching, but I don't know that Miami's really going to put up a fight in this one. So that'll do it for us. Though, it today. is definitely on ESPN at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Perfect. That it means it starts before the NFL game. So I can sit down and relax for a little bit. Um, Matt and myself will be live. No, Dennis, this Friday. I believe he's he's out yep. this week. So it'll be me and Matt uh, going and recapping the Thursday Night Football game, previewing the rest of the Week 10 slate. As we're getting closer and closer to the playoffs already, which is uh, kind of crazy Scary. to think about. It's it's already almost here. We're, we're and yet we're only halfway through. through, through yeah, yeah. It's going to be a lot to adjust to. The NFL season goes to the regular season, I believe, ends January 9th this year yeah it's 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 definitely a little bit weird usually you're sitting here now at this point I'm like all right well i've got three weeks can i really make that push an extra week kind of makes a big difference for some for some we some teams so yeah, it, yeah. it's going to be fun to watch i'm i'm excited about i mean i'm excited that it goes into january my wife probably really isn't but you know a part of it is what it is you know? well you know if you think your wife's not excited now wait till she figures out that the super bowl is on valentine's day weekend you know, I think we've talked about this. I'm lucky in that me and my wife don't really celebrate Valentine's Day. We just I, I we're know, that corny couple doing, that uh that you know believes should, no favor. Yeah, after to all the men in the world. No, product, you know, Super Bowl set right in the I middle think, of it's President's Day weekend too. So the people, you know, people who usually use that as yeah. a winter trip time. I think that might help out a lot of husbands, actually, that it's on Valentine's Day because then they're going to do extra special Saturday so that they can get Sunday to watch the game, right? So it's like extra special dinner out Saturday. Do a little bit more. Or maybe you clean. Do a little bit more. Do you do a wife. couple's party for the Super Bowl? You know, just a couple's dinner. No, I actually think the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday is um, the 13th, I believe. So Valentine's oh, Day is okay. technically so the Monday after. There you go. Yeah, you just do it on Monday then, unless you like have like me and you work an opposite schedule with my wife, and you have to do it on that Sunday. But no, yeah, we don't. Uh, I don't know. We're, we're like I said, we're that corny couple that believes you're supposed to celebrate your love every day, and so we don't do you, really. Do you get like President's Day off? Because you might be actually nah. off on. Nah. Nah. Hashtag blessed. My uh, my job barely believes in giving us off for like Thanksgiving and Christmas, much less President's Day. They they, they don't tend to recognize any holidays if they don't have to. So it's a uh, you know, but it's okay. I'm a man of the people. I love working. In case anybody's listening from my job, appreciate you. And uh, so that yeah, we'll be back on uh, we'll be back on Friday to recap the Thursday night game and preview the rest of the Week Ten slate. Everybody enjoy the game tomorrow, whether you watch the college football game or the NFL game. We'll guys, we will talk to you guys again on Friday. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me. Golly! Only tackle him at the 40-yard line.